Good evening. I'm Will from the Days Past Tooncast. And I'm Travis from the Days Past Tooncast. Hey, before we get started with this awesome episode today, Travis, I just want to just... Would you drop the act for one second? I'm sorry, man. This is serious. Okay. I need everyone to stay calm. But we've had reports of sharks. Humanoid sharks walking around the streets of Fission City, walking! Formerly four bodacious young men, the sons of geneticist Dr. Bolton, who invented a gene slammer, gene slammer that spliced different species' DNA together and whose partner, Dr. Paradigm, betrayed him. Using the slammer to turn Dr. Bolton into some unknowable monster before he disappeared, then using it on the Bolton boys to create living super weapons, shark-human hybrids, nature's most perfect predators walking around with human brains and pants, Street Sharks! Street Sharks! Okay, yes, the street sharks may look like living nightmares, but they use their toughness and tood to fight Paradigm and his genetic mutations. They're good guys. They're sharks, Travis. If you left it up to them, they would eat everyone, every living being on the planet. They don't care about Will, their family. Dude, they don't care about anything. Come they on, we still gotta talk about the two. All right. Well, today on the Days Past Tooncast. We're talking about street sharks. All right, boys and girls, get ready for an action-packed hour with your friends Will and Travis. It's the Days Past Tooncast. I think I've collected myself you here. Good? My name is Will, and welcome to the Days Past Tooncast, the, <laughs> the podcast where we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. And, and I'm Travis. You? I'm Travis. I'm so sorry. We dropped the ball, but I like it though. Yeah, that was good. I, I'm still discombobulated from the fact that we're dealing with sharks. <laughs> the street sharks. We are continuing the tradition of scraping out the bottom of the TMNT barrel, uh-huh. <laughs> the aquarium, scraping off the sides yeah, of the aquarium the algae, of the TMNT. The algae off, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a 1994 series that was trying so hard to ride the coattails uh-huh. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Of the Red Skies. Of those Red Sky babies. I don't know if they were Red Skies yet. I guess in 94, if they weren't, they were very close to it. Yeah. Red Sky is over this cartoon for sure in a uh, metaphorical sense <laughs> uh, because it's not great. It is more entertaining than, uh, what is it? The real C.O.W.Boys <laughs> of Mumesa. The real. The real cowboys of Mumesa. The real. Is that what it's called? I can't remember. No, Wild West. Okay, okay. I'm mixing it with G.I. Joe. Good Lord. We're doing too much of this show. <laughs> Mumesa, Cowboys of Mumesa. We that was the first of the ripoffs of yeah. TMNT that we watched, and that one was truly awful. Rough, truly, truly, truly <laughs> awful. This one funnier. Yeah, at least. it is. Yeah, yeah. more. Yeah, it's it sticks way closer to the the formula, the yeah. TMNT ooze formula. Mm-hmm. I think 
I don't know. I, I was doing. I was trying to find some research, uh, some trivia on okay. this show, and there, I did find one piece that I think you'll find interesting. That's right. I'm yeah, gonna you, you kind of teased this earlier. I'm a teaser. You are rarely a pleaser. What? A little queaser okay. after like you know, <laughs> too much apples or something. Apples do make me kind of nauseous for some reason. A little queasy. A little queasy. <laughs> a little pricey. A little beater over here. Yeah. It was a toy line from Mattel uh-huh. in the early 90s. And basically they just said, hey, we want a cartoon. Make it because we got to sell these damn toys. Yeah. Somebody made them. Now somebody has to buy them, make a cartoon so people will buy them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize, and, and this was like a deep dive for me. This is another piece of interesting trivia. Okay. That is originally going to be a Saturday Night Live spinoff of the Land Shark sketch. Uh, okay. But the thing is, Chevy Chase and Lorne Michaels, they could not reach agreements over this. <laughs> so ultimately, Mattel grabbed it. Yeah. <laughs> you were trying so hard to support me. Yeah, I was, I was trying to. Uh-huh. I was trying to back you. Sure. Disavow that. That's some disinformation. Right there. Didn't have yeah, exactly. That is a good bit. It, I mean, it, I think we've all agreed as a, oh, a yeah. society. He doesn't need me to say it's a good bit. <laughs> Greatness. Street sharks. It's about four guys who become mutant sharks. Mm-hmm. And if you couldn't tell from our opening, it's kind of wild how they get there. So before we talk about this wild ride, (laughs) let's learn the plot. Street Sharks, Season 1, Episode 1. Originally broadcast September 7th, 1994, entitled Shark Bait. Dr. Bolton discovers his partner, Dr. Paradigm, using the Gene Slammer to create evil mutants by injecting DNA from Genghis Khan and the pirate Captain Blood into a lobster and swordfish. When Bolton intervenes, Paradigm injects him with foreign DNA. Bolton mutates off screen and escapes, leaving Paradigm with his two new creations, the mutants Slobster and Slash. Paradigm tricks Bolton's four sons into meeting him and injects them with shark DNA, which at first seems to kill them. The Boltons regain consciousness shortly after being disposed of in a spillway and transform into humanoid sharks, spreading unintended terror and destruction as they evade both Dr. Paradigm and the police. I guess the 1990s were a time of genetic development. Yeah. I think there was a, a sheep was cloned. Uh-huh. We, I think we started, I don't know if we started the genome project. That was like but, probably late, that was like late 90s, right? Well, I'm just saying the 90s in okay. general. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's, that's uh, I don't know, like that and the internet just seemed to be <laughs> cranking along. Yeah. And like, you know, that's when we were being told at least about a lot of things that yeah. were going on with them. Jurassic Park is 94. Yeah. That's all genetics. Mm-hmm. New metal. New metal, completely about genetics and how they failed us as humanity. <laughs> you shouldn't have brought it in. I should. If you bring it in, you know what's going to happen. You're going to bash it down. That's right. I'm going to banish it. <laughs> so this episode starts off with like five minutes of just gene jargon. Yeah. <laughs> from Doctor Paradigm, the villain, and it reminded me of ER a little bit because back in the day, that was kind of one of the new things for a. Uh, hospital drama right. was that they didn't explain the shit that they were saying. Yeah. They're just saying, hey, I need this stat and I'm going to cut this guy with this and uh-huh. give me this kind of drug. And it just reminded me like, oh, well, I, I, it's like a science fiction ER, but for a man who's trying to make 
fish monsters? Yeah, right. Who, who's fact checking over here? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure that, oh, and they have all kinds of animations to go along with it. A key strand from the swordfish, one from the lobster, combined with man's own, and it begins. A little particle acceleration to break down the cell, a dash of protovirus, recombining nicely. <laughs> I do wonder if they did any research on the. Uh, Base. They they typed they typed into Prodigy or whatever they were using at the time. If there was a search engine they could use, ten keywords plus genetics, uh-huh. and then they read them off and made sure they were in. The or script. genetics for dummies. I'm sure they're they might have reading that. I forget about those. Mm-hmm, yeah. Then th- there's some kind of major tonal shifts in this. I would say it starts off gene jargon er. Right. Then it shifts into the X Games for about three or four minutes at yeah, least. Three or four hours. And yeah. then it's just a circus of nautical nightmares. <laughs> I I hate the ocean. I meant to bring it up in the Tiger Sharks episode that we did. I'm deathly afraid of the the creatures in the ocean, specifically sharks, and just being in open water like that in the first place. Yes. So this was a a triggering for me, let's say. So you we, we're not going to find you out on a beach hanging out in the water, huh? You're not going to go out in the water and I would have to, if you did, I would be a dead body because that's the only way to get me there. Wow. Yes. Okay, all right. I mean, like I I really like I like the scariness of it, like if I'm watching a movie, but like Mario 64. Okay, I'm playing this game back in the day. I'm 12 or 13 or something okay. like that. There's there are entire stages where you're just underwater, and I'm so anxious while playing it. Just the idea of this version of me, Mario, on the screen being underwater and I'm in charge of him is making me nervous. And I, as a kid, I'd be swimming in a public pool and I'd go in the deep end and I would look over at the just the you know concrete wall. Yeah. I'm over there, and I was a good swimmer. But I would, my imagination would run, run away, and I would see a shark coming out of the wall, and it wasn't really there. So this was just all me being. Like, no, no, it was. It yeah, was there. They, they had a, a public shark that they hired, <laughs> a local shark. Lord. Local shark maims child. Yeah, it already has points against it. So during Tiger Sharks, you're losing your mind, then, huh? I was, but I, it it had such a, a jaunty, jovial vibe about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show is set in fission. How do we want to say that? Is it? Do we want to say fission? Is that the joke? That is the joke. Okay. But, um, fission. 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 Because okay. yeah. I I feel weird saying it no matter what at this uh, point. With the bro- anyway. broken signs galore going on. Yeah. Every time we zoom up on that marquee, <laughs> there's a breaking. there's an establishing shot they use two or three times, and they have this cool like fifties kind of retro style. Yeah. You know, like a little atom off to the side because fission city, fission. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but yeah, there's like a letter falling off of yeah. it every time. Like they reset it up and then it falls off or something. This is where uh, this is set. It is a harbor city, looks like, yeah. um, or a dock city or, or an oceanside city. Polluted to the max. This place is your last safe haven against Captain Planet. <laughs> he could not survive here. We've seen no. on Captain Planet a thousand times. He can't go anywhere near pollution, which is the thing he has created to stop. Right. Uh, so, like, if you need to hide out, you committed a, an eco crime and you're hiding out, you're on the lamb from Cappy P, this is the place to go, Fish yeah. and City. And I like the idea. There's always a guy doing a, like a eye in the sky, you know, helicopter radio. Here's what's happening. It's guy in the sky with a big good morning fishing city. Although good seems to be a bit optimistic. Ozone's a crackling. The UV's off a scale at 10 plus plus. And the carbon monoxide, blah, you don't want to know. I can't lie to you, business. It's a sinkhole of a day, okay? The smog's real bad today. He talks about the not even the weather, just the the state of pollution yeah. every day, and it, he doesn't seem to take any 
he doesn't seem to think it's bad. Right. It's almost like they take pleasure and pride uh-huh. in their pollution. I like the idea of a city that's just like number one in poisonous water for 10 years running. You know, you know, they're out there, man. Well, there are those <laughs> out there that don't want that for sure, <laughs> as we well know. Before we get into the sharks yeah. themselves, into the, into the skeleton of the whale, we're going to. Yeah, you taught me that recently. Yeah. Where did you get it from? One of my radio shows I listen to. Okay, okay, ben cool. Skin, shout out. Got it. Yeah. I Yeah, I like that one. Uh-huh. It's just a weird choice to me. Like, is that, <laughs> I, do we do that often enough ever in history of mankind to to make it into a saying? Probably not. Like at this point, I feel like we're more interested in dinosaur bones than whale bones. So the the bones of the Velociraptor, the skeleton of the Velociraptor. Okay. But, but for this nautical theme. You're right. That's yeah. for another, that's for uh, Dino Saucers or the spinoff of this show, which was Extreme Dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> which we're going to have to, we have to watch that too. After we finish eight more Dino Riders, okay. we'll, we'll hop over to that. <laughs> that's how you graduate to better Dino shows, yeah. I guess. Or maybe not better. I don't know. <laughs> The Bolton boys. I love it. I want to talk yeah. about them. Okay. They, they seem like the Hardy boys to yeah. me. Like that, like you have got these. It's like Dr. Bolton, mm-hmm. the man who sadly disappears after the first few minutes. Yeah. It's like he went into the lab. He's a geneticist. Yeah. He went to the lab. <laughs> you know that about him, right? Yeah. And he baked up a batch of four perfect 90s boys. Yeah. Like a four pack of vanilla pudding. He just made four white brunette boys. This is what they are. I cannot tell them apart. If yeah. you just like, even by the way they're dressed, their haircuts are barely different. They really don't differentiate skin tone or hair color, barely at all. And they all have almost the same personality and interests. Need a ride, baby bro? Not a chance. Yeah, what took you so long? And he's got the chow. I'm starved. Bobby, you with us? Tell me it was just that two pound bean burrito I ate last night. I mean, listen, one rollerblades. Yeah. Which one? Clint. <laughs> their na- yeah. See, I had to write down their names to even know what their names are. I feel strong with Clint rollerblading because he wakes up with the hockey stick on him. And okay. to the phone. Okay. So, boom. And doesn't he also at one point ride a jetpack? No, that's, uh, that's burnout. That's burnout, boy. Right? No, I don't know. Exactly. We could not... <laughs> With confidence, say that any of them do or don't do something, but they all likely do something. You're right. He whipped up a snack pack. They all, they all, here's my, this is the problem or one of the problems of this show. On TMNT, it's really easy to tell who's into what. There are four distinct personalities with their own interests that intersect at partying and pizza. One does machines. One does machines. Mm -hmm. One is the leader. He's a good boy. One's kind of a bad boy. He's rough. You know, he's, he's rude. He's cool, but rude. He's As a, I, yeah, he's a and Michelangelo's yeah. a party dude. Easy to tell, color coded. It's I mean, if you took off the bandanas, God, God help you then. But they're easy to tell. <laughs> it's like it's like twins when you bring them home from the yeah, yeah. hospital. Easily, yeah. It's, I, I was a Michelangelo and you never knew. <laughs> no wonder I love pizza so much and surfing. But they, each one of these guys seems like they're pretty smart, relatively. Like, I know at least two of them do machines, I would say. <laughs> who? I don't know who does machines in the, in the on the show. Yeah, in the 90s, late, later in the 90s, uh, more people did machines. Well, it they, multiplied a little bit. I, I agree. I, you're right. We're yeah. all doing machines these yes. days. We're using machines right now to do this show. So we're doing machines. <laughs> you have two machines that you I got carry one, in your pockets. Two, two machines. 
But it's, they, I don't know. I feel like aside from just visually, and once they're sharks, it's less of a problem, but I still don't know who does what. Yeah. They ran into the issue of kind of having them all be every kind of cool because they're all physically active. They're all in good shape. They are all extreme to the max in some way. Like, I mean, because everybody's mobile. Everybody's on wheels. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody's on one's on a motorcycle, one's on rollerblades, one's on a skateboard, one's on a jetpack. This is this turns into a Taco Bell commercial. X Games. At some point. It's X Games, absolutely. <laughs> and they it's like they want each of them to be able to do it all. I'm a brain surgeon who invented pogs, yeah. who also writes poetry, and I also play on the football team. Because one pogs? of them you say Pogs? I did say Pogs. Shout out to Pogs. Shout out to Pogs. Yes, well, there's sir. a thing called a Gene Slammer in here. Eh, yeah, a machine called yes, a Gene Slammer yes. that I told myself, I if I actually saw it working, I would hope that it's just a giant Pog, like with a <laughs> DNA symbol on it that just slams people, <laughs> slams genes right into them. Oh, man, what a weird craze. I know, man. I, I, I bought some, and I was way in. I wanted to be way into it. I just didn't get into it fast enough, but they outlawed it at the school because it was technically gambling. Because mm-hmm. if you if you are either too young or, or too cool to have ever played box, then you just know that they were just plastic circles, discs yep. that you had things on them that you liked sometimes. And you would <laughs> like slam a bigger one of them on top of a stack of them. And I don't understand the game after that, that, that point. you liked sometimes or they were just at whatever store you're buying. <laughs> you go to MJ Designs or whatever. Yeah. And that's that's what they had available because you just needed pogs. I think Brandon went to some champion. Championships uh, when he was like in oh, <laughs> elementary <really>? school. <laughs> That'll surprise <laughs> you. Championships. There's no skill to it. Hey, hey. He'll he'll show you the shirts, buddy. I'm sure. They want to. They want each of these guys to be cool enough to be a hot brain surgeon. Yeah. Want you to be hot. Want you to be smart. Uh-huh. Want you to do machines. Because one of them, and I again, I don't know which one. Yeah. When we meet him, he's studying at the university. Yes. And. This is, we have been using this shorthand for years now, at least going back to Back to the Future, but probably before then. If you're a smart, eccentric person, you use a Rube Goldberg machine to make food for you or your pet. Something is running something with pulleys and all these other things because this guy is sitting at his his table studying and he has his hamster running in a wheel that is operating levers and pulleys and belts and stuff to make his food. Great. I don't know who that guy is. I could not tell you his name if he held a gun to my head. No. <laughs> if you dropped me in a shark tank, I wouldn't know what, to, uh, what he was. You'd make a name up. Why'd well, you name the up. four names that I know? Yeah. John, Clint, Bobby, and Coop. I know that Coop is the football player because of course he is. And we know that Clint is the hockey player. I, I'll trust you on that yes. one. Okay. John and Bobby, you're out. Don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one good reason to know who you are. Bad guys wise, mm-hmm. <laughs> villains wise. Yes, we've got an evil scientist and we got some monsters, so we're, we should feel very comfortable, uh-huh. like we're wrapped in a good tune blanket. Yeah, well worn. So yeah, someone tried at least. Someone you know? tried. Someone said, you know what? This is what this needs. Uh-huh. This is what's supposed to be here. Is a bald, trench coated, eye patched villain <laughs> and his monsters. I want to call for a freeze on characters having eye patches for at least five years. That's fair. Five or 10 years. At this point, it has been used so much for both sides, whether you're a villain or a hero, it's either I've got a history, so don't fuck with me, or I'm willing to sacrifice anything, so don't fuck with me. Either one, like I frankly, 
I, I could have done without Nick Fury in the Avengers movies. I just don't need any eye patched. Nothing against the eye patch. Right. I, I'm sure you can handle anything, and you do have a history, and I shouldn't fuck with you. But I just want to hold off on yeah. it, let it recharge a little bit. No, I agree with you. Maybe um, to substitute, just use a scar. Maybe a good face scar. Those never go out of style. Yeah. Everyone knows yeah. what those mean. Right. Yeah. yeah. A, a good but, a good face scar right over the eye, you know? Well, there's more stories that you, you can put a scar anywhere. Yeah. Like you can hide it a little bit. Because this guy, Dr. Par- Dr. Luther Paradigm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> he is, like we said, bald. He's wearing like a red turtleneck or yeah. something with a black trench coat. He, he's wearing military boots. And he works at the Fission <laughs> City University yeah. as a genetics professor or something to that effect. And at one point we hear like a doctor or a, a, a student or whatever that works there saying, well, he's my my advisory. So he actually works as an employee. Like he has a 401k uh. from this university. If you had a doctor in, with a weird, like, half-German accent come into your <laughs> the auditorium and start teaching you about genetics, and his name is Dr. Zvox or something like that, right. you would know this man is is a supervillain. <laughs> like, he looks like Lex Luthor with uh-huh. a metal eye patch. Yeah. I mean— Red and black. <laughs> you can't trust this man. You I mean, No, sir. It's crazy. Red flagging all day, literally. And if you're a scientist out there, I don't really care what field. If you're a scientist and you have a partner— For one, if he looks like this guy has any of these traits, do not partner with that person. Uh, No. But also, if you partner with somebody or you're already partnered with them, the second you get even a whiff of wackiness from them, you get out of that relationship. Because (laughs) what we see over and over again in cartoons, comics, everything, is that when there's a partnership between two scientists and they don't agree on how to use that shit, somebody's going to die or somebody's going to end up a victim of the thing they're working on. Yeah, someone's getting thrown out the window. Mysteriously. Yeah, someone's going to get injected with serum or something, which is what happens here because Dr. Bolton was working on the gene slammer. I'm assuming he let his 13-year-old sons name it for him (laughs) at the time. And he was working on gene slammer too. We don't know what. We don't know why. He says he wanted it to be used for peace. Sure, there's peaceful uses for that, but he never says what they are no. because he disappears so quickly. And Dr. Paradigm never says what he wants to use it for that's evil. He's When we meet him, he is taking... This is so insane. It is. He's basically taking human DNA and injecting it into a lobster yep. and a swordfish using the gene slammer. Thanks <laughs> for putting the, the pog uh, and, reference yeah. in my and use, head now. Yeah, yeah, of course. He'll think of it every time. He goes out of his way to point out that he is using DNA from Genghis Khan, who lived in the 1100s. I don't know where you would find DNA samples from this man. Let's see. Who shall it be? A relentless conqueror. A ruthless leader. Ah, Genghis Khan. A ruthless leader. And a callous, cold-blooded loner. A lawless pirate. Captain Blood. Captain Blood who I had to look up, and that is a fictional character that would have existed in the 1600s, but that's not a real pirate that ever existed. So he has DNA from a man who lived in the 1100s, a man who would have lived in the 1600s if he ever existed, which he did not. He has brains and vats that all I almost missed that are in front of him. God knows what those are getting used for. And he's going out of his way to talk about how evil that they're loners, that they're like bloodthirsty and cold people. What benefit does this have for anybody? 
This is cr- that's not useful. Those are not useful traits. We'll find out in, in episode two. I guess so. I, I do want to come back and watch the, at least the because the first three are kind of connected as like a little mini series. Oh, like always. But like this is this is a terrible idea. Like if you were going to create a perfect soldier, you wouldn't say take the DNA of Charles Manson and put it into a leopard because that leopard is just going to go listen to the Beatles White Album and do smack or something like it's not going to. And then talk to your girlfriend behind your back. Exactly. Or and try to score or something yeah. like that. It's like. Well, he will score. They're yeah, not. That's not how you make a good soldier. Whatever it is he's trying to do. He says there. That that wouldn't be a controllable factor for no. you if you're trying to use them <laughs> to do not, something. That's not the universal soldier. No, no, no. And yet, when they're created, because it does work, he yeah. says it's a failure. And then, no, you created two humanoid mutant monsters. So it's a success if that's what you're looking for. They're totally loyal to him. And they immediately have language uh-huh. and make jokes. We have been looking for hours. Paradigm. Face it. The sharks have vanished. You slobster! I want them alive! A little mayhem will scare them into submission. Believe me, I know about intimidation. I'll teach them the meaning of fear, then snip off their heads and use them for bait. They're making jokes and shit and saying, what do we do now, boss? They should be saying, what am I? Why am I alive? Who, what kind of God would create me? And what the, is life? And the one looks like Shredder's, like car that he, he would leave like drilling into the earth's core with. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah. cool, the one that, okay, so there's Slobster and there's yep. Slash. Yeah. Slash is the one you're talking about. Yes. He was a swordfish, but apparently when you put evil DNA inside of him, he turns into a humanoid with a drill, a, a working mechanical <laughs> drill for a nose. <laughs> yeah. And then Slobster looks like he should be in the band Gwar. Like, he looks like just a cockroach demon. Yeah. <laughs> this this show, between them and then when the the Bolton boys turn into, yeah, I love it. turn into the sharks, this is, it's like you're watching The Fly. It's disgusting. It is. I love it. I actually like that a lot. Like, they went out of their, all the, all the animation money went to grossness, I guess. Let's talk some sharks, Will. Let's talk sharks. Please. Because we are talking about street sharks. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's talk sharks. The, I'm just called them the Burlington Boys. <laughs> you know, the guys that founded the Coat Factory. Yeah. <laughs> they sound like, if you say the Burlington Boys, it's like the Burlington Four. Like they committed some crime or something. Yeah. They're famously known. The Bolton Boys turn into the street sharks. Yeah. Their names when they are the street sharks are Ripster, Jab, Streaks, E-E-X, uh-huh. and <laughs> my favorite, Big Slamu. <laughs> you don't even have to say big, you can just say Slamu. <laughs> and, sla- and Shamu is not even a shark. It's a killer whale. <laughs> Stretch, man. <laughs> it's a good name. Yoga with this one. I love yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, downward dog yes. to the max, <laughs> to the back breaks. Now, I don't know why Paradigm... I don't know why he targets them, because what he does is he injects their dad when he tries to stop Paradigm from doing his shit. He injects him with some kind of DNA Uh and off screen, he turns into something so monstrous that we're not allowed to see it and then breaks out and then never is seen again in the series, as I understand it. So after he does that, he says, you know what? What I need to do next is inject his sons 
<laughs> it's like he just says, you know what? Fuck the Bolton family. I don't he's, like this. He's on a it's mission, like, yeah. If their mom wasn't already dead or missing or whatever, it's like, I'm going to go I'm gonna go ask her out. Now, now like, I can get to those little boys Exactly. Now. Yeah. So he ha- he tricks them into meeting with him because he says, like, it's their dad, you know, uh, wants to meet with them. Uh-huh. And when he captures them, knocks them out, takes them to the lab, right. injects them <laughs> with the DNA, it seems like they're dead. Yeah. Which is kind of a funny turnaround because he just says, oh, well, shit. Okay, well, I'll get my newborn monsters yep. to dispose of the bodies like their old mob associates. Yeah, you know, take, like, that's yeah not, take them to the creek and yeah, that's <laughs> not something. That's not a skill set they have, and clearly they don't. These two monsters take these four bodies, which are not dead. He's a doctor; he should be able to tell. I don't even know if he's a real doctor. Maybe the the poison, you know, kind of stunts their heart, and you know, it's makes like them, the. Uh, did you ever see oh, the blowfish, Rainbow and the Serpent, Center no, and the Rainbow? No. Okay. Well, yes, it, it involves the puffer fish. Yes, uh, yeah. Like the zombification. Slow yeah, slows your yeah. breathing down to crazy. Crazy. Status. Crazy. Breath. <laughs> <laughs> These monsters are disposing of what they think are bodies, and they just lay them down uh-huh. in a dry spillway. Out in, like, a woman sees it, just looks down and sees it. They, yeah, passerby, yep. There's no cloak and dagger here. <laughs> they just say, I think this is a good place. And then they just leave it there. <laughs> And yes, they get washed away by water, but it takes moments. Like it's it's not how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird that there's just body disposal going on. One of the whole time getting there, they're like, "What are we doing again? <laughs> what is dead?" <laughs> like I, because they were just like hours ago, they were just simple sea creatures, yeah. trapped in in tiny tiny aquariums yeah, right. in the lab. <laughs> how am I driving right now? What is cars? <laughs> they get washed away by the spillway. Yep. That wakes them up. I guess splashes them awake. Mm-hmm. They wake up. They're just hungry as all get out. And when they go get some, and instead of like being like, it wasn't that weird that you know our dad's partner just left us for dead. Uh-huh. Well, we better get some burgers before we hate tackle this. So they go to a, dude, a they're local, Bolton boys. Yeah, they're, boys, <laughs> they're the Bolton boys. They do. That's what, you might as well call them the Burger Boys. Yeah. <laughs> they go get burgers at a stand, which I, I'm used to hot dogs at stands. Yeah. Not because we have them around here in Texas, really, but. I know that exists yes. from the cartoons that I've watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I guess I should take from this cartoon that also hamburger stands also exist. Yes. They chomp down on that beef and they become were sharks. They turn into the. <laughs> is there anything scarier than a person who turns into a shark? No. Correct answer. This is. I refuse to live. If this actually happened, I would be. I would be, one, terrified. Uh I would be petrified. I couldn't go to work. But I would also be pissed. I refuse to live in a world where sharks either are people that turn into sharks or they come onto the land. Yeah. Because we have a deal. They stay in the ocean. Yep. And they're allowed to eat anyone who comes in the ocean. We just let it go. Uh-huh. We let it happen. This is the deal that we have. Yeah. We talk a little noise on the, on yeah, the we, news we, about we, it. Yeah. We, and whatever. We say, hey, that's... And my dad always says... Whenever he sees that people are like attacked by sharks, he's like, well, they shouldn't have gone in there. It's just, it's like you're asking for it. If you go into the ocean, I tend to agree. Don't go in the ocean. Listen, man, except for uh, Sharknado. You got the Sharknado. Well, then they're bringing it to you again. And I, again, I would also refuse. If someone offered me to live in that world, I would say no. No, sir. No, I'd turn it down. (laughs) I will not sign the contract. For once in one of these cartoons, people are reacting appropriately. Two scary things. Scared as hell. Yeah, the guy who owns the hamburger, poor hamburger stand uh-huh. man. <laughs> hamburger stand stand. <laughs> the man. <laughs> Stan Hamburger. He is 
flipping his wig over Uh what he's seeing. He's flipping his buns. Yes, he's also continuing to flip his buns. He is so scared. I think the right reaction here is to open up a vein and run into oncoming traffic and drink bleach because you just need to get out of the world. Yes. That's that it's you're afraid you should say I quit. <laughs> Everybody who sees them is afraid and appropriately so because they are monstrous. They are just muscular torsos that uh-huh. are still somehow made up of 90% head. <laughs> oh, my hands. Oh, ah, ah. Just the most painful transformation we'll yes, ever see. Yes, man. they truly go through again. Cronenberg, man, it's yeah. just like uh, like you know uh, noses dropping off and shit like that is what I I would have expected to see from how detailed they were. Yeah, very painful. Mm-mm-mm. And they're always hungry. They they're hungry when they wake up. They talk about being hungry as sharks. That lousy gene slamming paradigm's gonna pay for this. I don't know about you, but I'm still hungry. <laughs> I think that they are just constantly having to make them will themselves not to eat people. Yes, for sure. I mean, because that's what sharks eat. That's their main source of food. Yeah. At one point they're eating a tire. I mean, they're just eating the tire yeah, to do it. They they save this lady from a car wreck. Car's on fire. Yeah, car's on fire, and they're kind of saving her, but they're also just kind of having a snack on her car, her yeah. damaged car. Kind of checking out uh, eating the tires a little bit. and yeah. chewing on metal. Like uh-huh. that's not. <laughs> so. Yeah, they're being chased by Paradigm and the cops. And again, like, appropriately so. This is what should happen. And I'd say take it one step further. At the very end, tanks and helicopters show up. I think you should send in the National Guard right away. This should be airstrike. This should be shoot to kill. And if necessary, this should be nuke all of Fission City to get rid of them. I I am fine with that collateral damage if it gets rid of these fucking street sharks. It'd only be an improvement to that town. (laughs) It would be an appropriate end. Yes. They find themselves at an amusement park. That is where they get chased to mm-hmm. at the end of this. Yes, sir. This does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. Like we just said, they're they're cornered. Yep. Paradigm chases them there in a laser firing jet. We, and it's funny that we just accept in a cartoon. Yeah. That's just your baseline level. Uh, yeah. If you're a scientist, you have these things. He deploys Slobster and Slash, and they're fighting. <laughs> Slobster is good. That's my screen name. Slobster is great. <laughs> you have a lot of screen names. I do. What are you hiding? A lot of accounts. A lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm hiding a bunch, honey. <laughs> a lot of skeletons here, buddy. Yeah, you don't want to know. No. They Slobster? Slobster? They chase him to this amusement park, and I think it's part of the park. Like, I mean, I, it must be, but I assume it's like a, a Six Flags over Texas type of thing where yeah. you have a representation of a culture, you know, because <laughs> right. they are being attacked by Slobster and Slash, mm-hmm. and these totem poles, these Native American totem poles, like the earth caves in, and they're underground, and they're trapped under 20 tons of totem poles. Yes. And they start chewing through the totem poles, like, very hungrily. And it just seems like, is is this disrespectful? Or is it just disrespectful that they had fake totem poles in the first place? Yes. Right answer again. You're two for two. Thank you. You're, you're holding a sign that says that as well. Yes, so yes. Yeah. I'm nodding and holding up two thumbs. But they they are very disrespectful of at least other people's property because they're going through the streets. I guess they travel in the sewer. Yeah. Because they're doing the whole thing where you see the shark fin and it's breaking 
concrete. The asphalt, yeah. yeah. So they're doing that all over the place. They all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> all over Fish and City. And then they destroy these totem poles. And then when they see Dr. Paradigm, they just take a Ferris wheel and throw it at him. This yeah. is a amusement park that's <laughs> in use currently. Like they didn't check it for people. Right. They just threw it at him to try and murder him. This is what this is the this is what's wrong. Yes. This is what happens when you have teenaged mutants who were raised without the wisdom and guidance of, of their Splinter. Fa- oh, okay. yeah. Well, Splinter. yeah, basically their yes. father mm-hmm. of Splinter. Yes. We all need a Splinter in our lives. Agreed. And these boys don't have it. Their father has probably been busy up at the lab with that Gene Slammer. Been doing that Matt Tracker business. He's been Gene Slamming. Oof. And now they have no Splinter and they're going through a change. I mean, they all they all must be 18 because they're in college and shit. Yeah. So, but maybe they're late bloomers, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so they're going through that change and maybe that's what the shark thing represents. But they have nobody to guide them through this change. Uh, and that's why there's so much death and destruction <laughs> in this cartoon. Okay. All right. The boys, the shark boys. The, the Bolton this point, shark boys. The Bolton, the Bolton Burger shark boys. Bolton Burgers. <laughs> Come on down. Tongue, get your Bolton Burgers. Your tongue twister. It is. They keep a pretty good attitude about all this stuff. Yeah. Like they're making jokes. They're making, they say Jossum, you know, their, their catchphrase, Jossum! Fasten your seatbelts. We're for a Jossum ride. About 15 minutes in, they've been sharks for five minutes and they're already making kick fin type jokes. Well, I think when they transform, uh, their brain automatically downloads. Got it. Yeah, that like makes that. sense. Yeah. They're they're just geared towards that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. That makes sense to me. It's a package deal. Well, they I keep expe- they make a bunch of jokes, and at one point when they throw the Ferris wheel, one of them says, "I guess that's just how the coaster crumbles." I point this one out because uh-huh. there's a lot of those. I point it out because at that point things are kind of like calming down a little bit, <laughs> and I think it's kind of like one of those moments where what should be happening is <laughs> that's how the coaster crumbles. <sighs> oh God. <laughs> my life like they just look at their hands and like i i am a shark oh god like they I should have, have a, i still have rollerblades on yeah i was i had a girlfriend i was going to college like they should be freaking out they should have a moment to have an emotional breakdown yeah so currently in the hierarchy of tmnt and associated programs or programs that are inspired by it yeah we've got tmnt on top that's always that's just the top of the pyramid no matter what mm-hmm. We've got Mumeso way. Yeah, you, you can almost throw that. But it's out. but it is inspired by yeah, that. Okay, so yeah, it's I'm, yeah. I'm just saying as far as like the hierarchy, okay. not even of us okay, re- okay, revisiting. Okay. Although okay. we are we are contractually obligated to revisit for that one episode yes. we talked about. Yep. So Mumeso currently at the bottom, and in between the two currently Street Sharks. Yes. I'll be interested to see where other ones fall and what shifts around. Okay. Until that time. Those burger boys are Jossum. Better check your watch. Because it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. Travis, for your toy corner. Yes. I have a present that was discussed earlier. Something I came across in my research for this episode on Street Sharks. I'm excited. You should be. I'm thrilled. Now, I am going to play for you some audio from a Toy Fair video. Toy Fair, I don't know if it still exists, but it was basically just a toy convention. Okay. Big one. And you would bring out your new toys and put them on display if your playmates or Kenner or God knows who else. Yep. You're going to hear a demo of the Street Sharks toys. I'm not going to show you yet. Okay. I want you to tell me who you think it is. 
that is doing the demo. I can tell you that it is someone in Hollywood, a prominent player in Hollywood. I can't wait. You can't, and you won't. can't, and we're not gonna. We're looking at Boomer. This is Boomer. He's got the biggest mouth of them all. He's the whale shark. Say hello to that round mound of pound and his power slam. Very deadly. Oh. He loves to tenderize the competition before he eats them. Then we've got Sledge the Hammerhead. Sledge the Hammerhead loves to floor the competition with the flying headbutt. Oh. You got me? He's the leader of the street sharks. All right. He's a great Now, before you look, yes. do you want to take any guesses? Man, that vo- um Imagine this was like 19, well, this was been 94. So yeah. this person would have been a bit younger. Man, it's it's not connecting right now, buddy. Okay. Look up at the screen. Uh, You're looking at a young Vin Diesel okay. who is doing, playing with toys. I don't know how old he is now. I mean, he looks like he's 20 or something like that. Yeah. He's got hair. He's got like a dark Eminem haircut, basically uh, like the bangs, little Caesar cut. I'm going to keep letting it play. This is ridiculous. I'll tell you what. They got their money's worth out of him because he's, I mean, these toys do look cool, but he's like, it does this, and then it doesn't do what he's saying it's supposed to do. Like, it doesn't throw a hard punch. And I've seen some leather vests in my day, but that is a leather vest, good sir. Man, he's got leather vest, no undershirt, <laughs> some kind of golden medallion yeah. on, on, oh my gosh. Yeah. He's got the feels real Oh, and there's a giant skin. shark behind him. And he's, his special power is the right-hand roundhouse punch. He sends a competition to a watery grave. <laughs> Boom! So. Death. The the toys that the sharks are fighting are TMNT turtles Uh that they've put troll hair on as if to make fun. They're like they're trolling the turtles, literally. (laughs) (laughs) And these sharks do look cool. They look really big. I think that's one of the selling points. This isn't acting. I think this is him just being excited about these toys. I think that they caught him out in the streets drinking a little bit Uh at some bar. And they're like, hey, come on, come over here. And they just crowd them in there, man. I'm yeah. Not, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's funny. I've got something here with such fantastic detail, it's going to blow this you away. Head shark! I do just. Rocky Balboa action. Definitely drinking. You know? Hand shark! He was probably doing Molly. That's what it was. Yeah. So that last one, he takes one of these, like, rubber uh-huh. hand puppet versions of the street sharks and he surprises you with it. Uh-oh, he's back. <laughs> so nice, you got him twice. He He's way into it. <laughs> and you and he's flexing real hard when he's doing that. I guess he hadn't quite reached, I mean, he's, he's definitely built here, but he had not reached the zenith of ripped dumb yeah. that he did later on. But this the, is funny. The, the chronicles of ri- of ripped of ripped ribbedick. Yeah, it's funny because he is you know very much a, he's not quite like what I think of when I think of extreme, but he is fresh on the tail end of that. Yeah, like Fast and the Furious and these things are kind of the children of the extreme. Yeah, in my mind. Yeah, party on. Yeah, party on, Travis. Our will first off here. We got some eBay, dog. You know, I always like to bounce on the eBay a little bit. Um, we have a Street Sharks Ravenous Ripster Mattel, 1995. Mm. This bad boy is boxed up, man. Mm-hmm. This product has been in a smoke-free environment. <laughs> smoke and smoke and pet-free. And drug-free. Yeah. Well, yeah, it says it here. But it says it's been stored in an attic for 20-plus years, so 
Oh no, it says it's in, in mint, but it looks great. Um, yeah. I assume we're looking at this first one. Yes, sir. It'll say number one on it. <laughs> there have been times where one was not the first one. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Maybe. Does he have a gun with him? I think they so. They don't use guns, do they? <laughs> they're they're they don't need them. Maybe they're, that's a, maybe that's a snack. <laughs> <laughs> it's a snack for him. Sharks are nature's guns. They don't need guns. They that's what they are. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this looks great. They, Sharks again, they, are nature's guns. That's right. They're they're huge. Now you were you were already out of toyhood once these came out. Ninety four. Right? I mean, I, I didn't have I didn't have one of these. I didn't either. But I mean, I would have been ten years old. I'm sure I still love toys. Okay, but I just didn't have one. Did you have a Did you have a shark? No toy. Okay, but the question was, <laughs> out, of out of toys? Out of toydom? Yeah. Any guesses on what this might set you back? One hundred dollars. Okay, I was fast. $279.99. I believe it because they also, he mentioned, you know, I heard earlier from yeah. Ben that they also have like shark. Hand shark. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> that they have shark skin, not real shark skin, but that they call it like shark skin. Like uh-huh. it's kind of rubbery, probably yeah. like the dinos from the uh, Jurassic Park yeah. stuff. So, I mean, that's got to put you up at least a hundred bucks right away. Probably so, man. You got to moisturize <laughs> it too over the years or else it goes bad. <laughs> All right, man. Number two is going to be a Street Sharks Shark Force tank. This so a is vehicle. this is mint in sealed box. Why would they need a tank? Um, <laughs> what? Why would they ever need a Dude, tank? It's a snack. <laughs> these are all just things. These are all edible. Yes. Good lord. Um, any guesses on what this might set you back, man? This, I, this, this is. I mean, listen. This is affordable. You you always mislead me. No, I'm not misleading you here, buddy. Today I feel like being. A Why would I teller. trust you if you're someone I've already said I don't trust? True. I love the illustration on the front of this of a shark man in a G.I. Joe tank just firing <laughs> missiles at God knows what. Yeah, you're right. Why would they need? You yeah, know, they they're, need they're they travel around fine under the sewer. Uh, it's $300. $75 and $12 plus shipping. <laughs> Throwing it out there. Um, this is totally affordable, man. You, you, we, might, we might see one of these in here. Probably never, but. Yeah, I would say uh, there are much better other other better things to get before that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Let's move down the road here. Oh, to a shark ion <laughs> robot vacuum. I love it. This is Wi-Fi connected with powerful <laughs> suction, a dustbin, and self cleaning as well. Man, I, I, I don't think I could have way. one of these. Like, I have never had one. And how do you trust him? How do you trust a robot to clean your house to be in your house? No. no, 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 thank you. Not here. Well, then I'm going to bid zero. I'm going to say like, I bid a do. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll bid you fifty dollars to get rid of it. OK, I'll take that fifty dollars and add it to the total of three hundred and thirty eight dollars and sixty one cents that Amazon is charging for this. Shout out to Amazon. Though. Shout are out these Amazon. Th- are these really that helpful to deserve a three hundred and fifty dollar price? I think tag? So I think if you have some wood floors, it probably helps you out a little bit. You know, yeah. I, I don't think you're going to want this on your carpet, just, on your Berber. Just sweep. Just sweep occasionally. Okay. I mean, if you got time like that. <laughs> if you're one of those people. Yeah. We have a leopard shark from Japan. Good buddy. Is this legal? Are you did you go on the dark web for this? Hold on. <laughs> now this one's legal, but I did find a a shark website that I'm gonna have to show you off, off air. Because I was like, oh no, no. I need plausible deni- deniability. Okay. Here. I'm still gonna show you. Okay. Um yeah, it says like you gotta contact us to get the prices and Ooh, stuff. So yeah. Pretty real. Wowzers. But this one is legal, though. Well, so any guesses on what this This is going to be about 12 to 14 inches long when you, when you get it. Um, it will arrive alive, of course. Well, it seems like something you would buy because you've already got the, what's his name? I do. You've I got do. A, a lizard yeah, man. An oxalotl. Yeah. The cute little lizard. Yeah, a kit. 
Yeah, that's in the house. Thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. You should get one of these to be his friend. You know, he he requires a saltwater tank. So you know, I don't need you fish explaining <laughs> this shit to me. Okay, in that tone. Uh, well, this is a living being that yep. is a shark. Yes, and I could use it against my enemies. Yes, one thousand dollars. $1,999.99. Well, once you get that high, it feels like $1,000 off is still pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was with it, man. I love it. Thank you for joining us on this most jawsome episode of the Days Past Tooncast today. If you'd like to reach out and touch somebody named Will and or Travis at the Days Past Tooncast, you can follow us on Twitter at dptooncast. You can email us dptooncast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash dptooncast. And if that wasn't enough, please be sure to check out our Jawsome rap music video on YouTube. It's a parody mashup of 1992's X-Men animated series theme. Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Search Days Past Tooncast on YouTube. Video is called X Men Attack. Uh, double up. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Until next time, this Jawsome Burger Bro is gonna say, Titter, my Titter! Get to the chomper! Titter, my Dooter. Dude, I sound so fresh in here, man. Don't my, you? my ears. I love it. Thank you. I actually got you new ears and I just put them in Dude, the headphones, bro. too. This is amazing. You're welcome. Dude, can you do it with my soul, too? Can you get me a new soul? That's what I sold to get the, the mixer. It's the gift of the Magi in here, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I Magi'd you again. Dr. Bolton discovers his partner, Dr. Paradigm, using the gene splicer. It's a gene slammer, you motherfucker. Have you not heard of them? Have you never heard of these fucking things before? Sharks don't cry. You sure? They're soulless. <laughs> gene Slammer, Gene Slammer, Gene Slammer, Gene, Gene, Gene Slammer. Gene Slammer. He was a member of KISS, wasn't he? I think so. Do what I say when I tell you what to do. Do what I say when I tell you what to do. Do what I say tell you what to do. Gene Slammer, robots in disguise. Autobots touch you in the night. They're coming they always, for your children. Always Decepticons. They always do that kind of shit. They, they're just, that's why we, but see, they save our asses too. So we let them. It's kind of like the government. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just yelling, that's right from the next room. I have a surprise witness. <laughs> and let me tell you, he's going to surprise you. That's right. Please raise your right hand. He's like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Sure, is that your right? <laughs> Where I come from, that's right. That's right. Oh, shit. What's your dominant hand, sir? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Damn it. Shit. I can't get nothing right. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just having one of those days, you know. Shit. Son of a bitch. Piss fuck. Piss on it. That's left. Oh, shit. God. God. That's left. That's right. I'm sorry. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Okay, I'm, I'm good now. Sorry. Shit. What was, the, what was the line again? He'd be on the phone and shit. Baby, I told you I'll be home when I'm home. You got some nice girls out there. How, 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 how. Favorite ZZ Top song for me, personally? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's got legs. Mm -hmm. And she knows, knows how to use them. Knows how to use them. That's my favorite, bro. I don't like that one. You don't like really. it? I, I, ooh, good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.